Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He is with us on Tuesdays, and he's with us live in the studio this afternoon. Dr. Raymond, so good to see you. Good afternoon, John. This is such an important topic. Cardiovascular disease, we know it's a major threat to Americans. Um, Not good. Give us some perspective. How serious a health threat is cardiovascular disease? It's very serious. Um, Heart disease remains the number one killer of Americans. Um, And over the last three years, it's been averaging about 700,000 deaths per year directly attributable to heart disease. Cancer's number two at about 600,000. Accidents, number three. COVID, number four. Then stroke, respiratory disease, Alzheimer's disease, diabetes, liver disease, and kidney disease as the top 10. And just to put that into perspective, um, for related syndromes, 37 million people have chronic kidney disease, 38 million have diabetes, and 105 million adults in the U.S. have obesity. So if, Greg, I want to just ask him one more perspective question. So if you added together, Dr. Raymond, accidents, stroke, chronic respiratory disease, Alzheimer's, half the people that die of diabetes, if you had all those together, that's what we're talking about that claims death from heart disease, Right. Right. Heart disease would exceed everything except cancer if you rolled it all up together. So it's it's still a huge problem for us. So you you mentioned, you know, cardiovascular issues. And my first thought is, you know, just an unhealthy lifestyle, sedentary, not moving around, not active, uh, not a great diet, maybe overweight, high cholesterol. I think those are all traditional. But are there other risk factors that we now know of? There are. And there's a new concept called CKM that recognizes that the risk factors for cardiovascular, kidney, and metabolic health overlap. And what that really means is that those interrelated risk factors should alert a primary care physician to dig a little bit deeper to investigate other potential causes of of heart disease. And so there are some new risk factors uh, for heart disease. We talked about on the show here before that kidney disease is a risk factor for heart disease, a newly recognized one, and that consumption of salt might also increase your risk for heart and kidney disease. But there was a really surprising study recently um, at the American Heart Association meetings just a month ago that suggested if you have cancer, your risk for a primary or a secondary cardiac event goes up by 30%. So wow. Yeah, so that's new insight. So people with cancer are more likely to have heart disease. That's a big number. Are there environmental factors that can increase risk? There are. There are two. Um one that we've talked about on the show before is air pollution. And we know that when air pollution levels are high, that there's a higher incidence of people going to the emergency room with chest pain and dying from a heart attack. But the other one that we're starting to understand a little bit more really has to do with the psychosocial and economic risk that comes with low socioeconomic status, limited educational opportunities, poor access to healthy food. All those can contribute to coronary artery disease, probably by increasing stress and inflammation. Mm. Are there additional tack-on warning signs or things you need to be alerted of? I'm trying to think of things that would put stress on your mind and your body. If it's inadequate sleep, if it's working long hours and, you know, not focusing on, on, on that consistent repetition, that routine that so many people trying to, uh, trying to hold themselves to. Yeah, Greg, you've zeroed in on some new risk factors. So there's evidence that um, if you work long hours after your first heart attack, that you're more likely to have a second heart attack. Seems like common sense. 
but the evidence now clearly shows that um, you shouldn't be working super long hours after a first heart attack. Also, really surprising evidence that if you skip breakfast, it paradoxically in, paradoxically increases your cardiovascular risk, increases obesity, and increases high blood pressure. And then we've discussed here on the show before, if you consume a lot of sweetened beverages, whether those are sugar drinks or artificial sweeteners, that can increase your heart risk. A breakfast question. So I'm a guy that eats a granola bar and a banana on the way into work. That's my deal. And a bottle of water every day. Is that enough for breakfast or do we need a fuller, more proper breakfast? Um, I think just you want to get the metabolic uh, furnace burning. Okay. So a banana <laughs> and a granola bar sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> the metabolic furnace. I like that. Is that an official medical term? <laughs> uh, it's something I just made up here on the air. Uh, uh, doctor, you, you understand the way the kidney operates in the body more than most people on the planet. I'd never really associated its its impact on cardiovascular health. I, I think if you ask the average person, they wouldn't know exactly what a kidney does or how it does work together with your system. Well, the kidney is is really an important organ Otherwise, it wouldn't be a kidney doctor. Right. Right. (laughs) There are no appendix doctors. Right. But the kidney can affect um, your heart health by making your blood vessels stiffer, um, can contribute to the burden of atherosclerosis, and can increase the level of salt that you have in your body. And all those can be risk factors for heart disease. What about autoimmune and inflammatory disease? How does that play in? Yeah. You know, again, with this theme of inflammation leading to heart disease, we now know that people that have uh, various inflammatory diseases have an increased risk of heart disease. So those would be inflammatory bowel disease, a recent gout flare, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, and systemic lupus erythematosus or lupus. Uh, those can all increase your risk of heart disease. I, I'm watching the Packers game the other That'll do it. Weekend did not help my uh, shoveling that heavy snow. Especially that fourth quarter. There's something to that, though, right? I mean, it's just, it's another stressor of your day, and some people channel it differently, but it gets your heart moving. It's, uh, if you were a Packers fan, the result was was not great. So that's hard on your system. I've seen studies on this where (laughs) sometimes you got to be careful, sort of dial yourself back if you're watching your favorite sports team in a high anxiety situation. Yeah, well, chronic stress certainly can increase your risk of heart disease. Um, Hopefully the Packers won't induce chronic stress. I hope not. (laughs) We've been pretty spoiled. Right, right. Um, Good news of the week, Dr. John Raymond. Yeah, this is really interesting. I read in the Journal Sentinel on January 23rd about an 18-foot-tall snowman named Mr. Frosty (laughs) that was built by some citizens in Cedar Grove. And if you can guess the date of melting of Mr. Frosty, you win, <laughs> but you have to pay $10, and the $10 goes to a great cause. It goes to support Children's Wisconsin. So go on out to Cedar Grove, take a look at Mr. Frosty, who's probably <laughs> melting pretty quickly, yes. and estimate the date that he'll melt into oblivion. I love that. That's a good fundraiser. It Dr. Is. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much for spending Thanks, some time John with us. Greg. Important topic. We sure appreciate your expertise.